if you watch this programme regularly, you will know that I'm a keen student of body language, though to be honest, at the G20 in New Delhi last week, you didn't need to be all that proficient to recognise the relationship between the Indian and Canadian Prime Ministers is not very warm. In fact, right now, you might say it's in the deep freeze, and today we learn why. Justin Trudeau has told the Canadian Parliament there is credible evidence that the Indian government agents were behind the alleged assassination in June of a Sikh separatist living in Canada. Here's what else he said. Last week at the G20, I brought them personally and directly to Prime Minister Modi in no uncertain terms. Any involvement of a foreign government in the killing of a Canadian citizen on Canadian soil is an unacceptable violation of our sovereignty. In June this year, Hardeep Singh Nijar was shot dead outside a Sikh temple in Surrey, British Columbia. Nijar had campaigned for an independent Sikh nation within Punjab, known as Khalistan. He was wanted by the Indian authorities and had been warned by the Canadian intelligence agency there were threats against him. The Indian government said today the allegations that they killed him was absurd and were completely rejected when the two leaders met in New Delhi last week. The Canadian authorities have now expelled a key Indian diplomat who was the head of India's foreign intelligence agency in Canada. And in the past hour, Justin Trudeau has been speaking about this incident again. As I've said, um, India and the government of India needs to take this matter with the utmost seriousness. We are doing that. We are not uh, looking to um, provoke or escalate. We are simply laying out the facts as uh, we understand them and uh, we want to work with the government of India uh, to lay everything clear and to ensure uh, that there is proper process. Let's speak to Joanna Chu. She's an author and journalist from the Toronto Star. She covered the speculation behind the shooting uh, back in June. Thank you for being with us. Um, do, do you know what evidence Canada has and, and who it's been shared with? Yeah, so Prime Minister Trudeau has not given more details on what intelligence Canada has, but based on our interviews with experts who have followed um, this case, it seems clear that Ottawa would not accuse India in such strong terms if it did not have quite strong intelligence. So usually if a state is involved in allegedly um, putting out a hit on someone outside its own country, it would try to cover these tracks. So evidently either India did not do a good job of covering its tracks or there might be someone who is talking who was involved or perhaps um, another country provided some intelligence. So that's that's also a mystery, how Canada was able to get such compelling evidence. Um, but this is a very unprecedented case. Like we weren't able to find another case in the past where uh, someone was killed in Canada and that um, was suspected to have an international um, ally involved like India. And so what has happened since, since that case um, for the other, because it's a big, uh, Canadian Sikh community. Are, are there other people within that community who are now under protection? So Canada is actually home to the world's largest Sikh diaspora outside of India. Mm -hmm. So for a long time, this has been um, a point of tension in the Canadian-Indian relationship where India views this entire religious group as basically a threat to its interests. So a lot of people in the community have said that they've been targets of Indian state interference for years, that visas have been denied, 
that basically their family members um, are kind of being held hostage in India um, in retaliation for some of their democratic activities and political ad advocacy for an independent uh, state for six in India. And I've heard from others who are requesting anonymity that they have also been warned by Canadian police that there are also credible, credible death threats against them. And they've been asked to leave their homes in uh, BC, in Canada, on multiple occasions. So they would like to emphasize that this might not be an isolated case of one man that um, has been in the crosshairs, but that multiple people in Canada and also internationally uh, might be at risk um, if this continues, um, if there's an international response to to India. Yeah, well, Joanna, surely the Canadian Prime Minister is aware how much international interest there is in this. The, the Americans have, have called on the Indians to comply with the inquiry. The British are, of course, negotiating their own trade deal, uh, which is near the end. Uh, there are implications to what Canada is setting out here. Mm -hmm. So, so far we see some rhetoric, some words of support and condemnation from Western leaders but not being followed through with anything concrete. And in fact, a spokesperson for the uh, British Prime Minister has said that Britain will not stop trade talks with India, that these explosive allegations from Canada will not affect these ongoing trade talks. And it comes at a time where many countries are looking at China's rise and seeing that as a major threat and seeing India as a counterweight to China's influence in uh, the Asia-Pacific region. Mm. So this really throws a wrench into things. And it seems that unless uh, the US really reconfigures its national security strategy, which pretty much has India and a increasing trade and political relationship yeah. with India at its core, that other countries like Britain will not follow suit and okay. back up Canada. Uh, Joanna Chu, very good to talk to you. Thank you very much uh, for that. We'll talk about that in the next hour of the program.